It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome. In this episode, we're talking about LinkedIn. Specifically, what are some of the biggest mistakes that people are making on LinkedIn and how you can avoid them? One of the other questions we'll be answering today is, what to post, how often should I post, and what are some of the things that you can do right now to be found by your ideal clients on LinkedIn? To be, today, I'm being joined by Rhonda Scher. Rhonda Scher is the founder of the Scher Method for Unleashing LinkedIn. She is the author of five best-selling books and has been helping entrepreneurs in business create LinkedIn profiles since 2009. Rhonda, Cher, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. I'm really happy to be here. You bet. All right. So I got to ask you, first of all, uh, give us a little bit of background. How did you get into LinkedIn? So it's, it's you know, I'll give you the quick backstory. Um, I was a paralegal for 20 years. Okay. So when my kids were growing up, it was a great way to just work from 7 to 12, be with the kids. And, but I knew I was destined to be a serial entrepreneur. I mean, that was really what I was supposed to be. And um, when um, networking was such a big thing, I actually ended up kind of transitioning and got into Legal Shield because I was a paralegal, right? Sure. And I gave a lot of talks and I sold group benefits. And every time I'd give a talk, people would ask me one question. When are you going to teach us how you network so well? So that led me to write a book called The Two Minute Networker, which I wrote in 2007 and in fact, Bob Berg of The Go-Giver, yes. he actually wrote my foreword on that book. So kind of fun. And then when LinkedIn came out, it was very similar for me to um, you know, doing what I had done as a paralegal. So I wrote a book called The ABCs of LinkedIn, Get LinkedIn or Get Left Out. And, um, <laughs> and I've been teaching people and training people ever since then. But the, the backstory, which is really kind of cool, is um, after 28 years of marriage, I ended up getting divorced. Wow. And not only did I get divorced, but my mom died, my kids were empty nesting, I was a menopausal crazy. I mean, you know, our house got short sale and I had to figure out how I was gonna make money. I thought I was gonna be one of those supermarket breeders. And like everybody else, I knew I had a superpower, right? And right. my superpower was networking. So during that period of time, I said, well, what can I do to go out and generate, you know, a decent income? So I got my life insurance license and I used LinkedIn to find my clients. And within six weeks, I was making $6,000. Within a year, I was doing six figures. Wow. I hated selling life insurance, but what I figured out was that there was a system that I was using to be so successful, which was on LinkedIn. So I took that system and I literally call it present prospect profit, but here's the best part of it. Okay. So I've been doing that. Oh my gosh. I don't even know. Probably since last 10 years, I remarried my ex-husband and um, I jokingly say he's my husband. My husband didn't have to change my name and the kids are ours. And here's the funniest part. When we got married, when we were very young, he said, I only have one request of you. I'm like, okay. He said, just don't make more money than me. I'm like, okay. When we got married the second time, which was almost five years ago, he said, I have one request. I go, okay, please make more money than me. 
<laughs> so we call it 40 years with six off for good behavior. But because of the system that I've created with LinkedIn, I've literally, literally been able to retire him from his corporate job so he can consult. And the same system that I'm going to share with all your listeners, you know, not only helped me become financially independent and retire my husband, it's helped hundreds and thousands of people follow the same simple system. So I guess that's a long answer to a short question. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a great answer, first of all. And you know, it's wonderful. Uh, my parents also divorced and ended up getting back together uh, after several years. But it's, it's always interesting uh, in a situation like that where a couple gets divorced for whatever reason and they end up getting back together. I guess it takes a little bit of while, a little, a little time to realize, you know what, that was actually a good relationship because there's nothing else out here. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, I think for us, we got married so young. And um, the other part of it was that we never fell out of love. We just fell out of like. Mm. And I, you know, I refer to those six years that I was divorced as the greatest gift I ever got wrapped in sandpaper. Because <laughs> every lesson, you know, every person that I met and every lesson that I learned helped me come back to the marriage in 2016 as the best version of me. You right. know, I learned to appreciate the stuff that I couldn't. And, um, and I also, you know, learned that being an entrepreneur and helping others and sharing the gift that I have, which for me comes naturally. And for others, it's like reading a different language. Right. Um, so it's just been such a fun ride and it just keeps getting better all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. I think that's such a, you know, what, what a great story. So, uh, I just, anyway, I, I, I would love to do a whole episode on, on, on the relationship because uh, that's such a unique thing. It doesn't happen often enough. So, all right. So here you are, you're selling life insurance, which you don't like, and, but you, you found LinkedIn to be this really powerful tool. And from the time that you started selling on LinkedIn till you started developing your system, did that take a month, a year? How quickly were you able to develop that? Well, it was actually pretty quick because what I learned was that what I was doing to be successful in life insurance was a system that was completely replicatable and duplicatable. Like it wasn't that I had any talent, trust me. I just had a technique. It's kind of like me in the kitchen. You know, I have the sign that says the kitchen came with the house, right? But I can follow a recipe. And right. with LinkedIn, it really is a recipe. And one of the things that I found, and this is really interesting, how many times have you seen somebody that's a super professional? They're at the top of their game. They're the utmost, you know, well-known influencer. And you look at their LinkedIn profiles, right? And you're like, it looks like they're looking for a job. Yes. I, I call those people the ones that are in the LinkedIn witness protection program. <laughs> Nobody can ever find them. So what I do is show them how to get out of that witness protection program so they can be found, so they can, and, and I, I call it, convert your relationships to revenue and your connections to cash. Ooh, and it's pretty simple, you know? So it was pretty much of a, an easy transition because all I did was take what I was doing for about a year and then turn it into a program where I could go help others. And it didn't matter what business they were in as long as they weren't a job hunter because that's a whole different way of using it. But if you were in any form of sales, business development, or you just wanted your presence on LinkedIn to match what people were saying about you so there wasn't a disconnect. That's where what I created comes in. 
And it was really just a natural transition because that's what I was doing before I sold life insurance for a year anyway. I love it. Yeah, that, that's amazing. All right. So let's talk about what you've seen and you've kind of already alluded to this. I, I love the uh, LinkedIn witness protection program. So what are some of the most common mistakes that you see people make on LinkedIn? Well, the first thing that I see is, you know, the banner, okay, that little blue area. Most people don't realize that's prime real estate and they leave it blank. So if you take that area and you create a banner that's consistent with your branding and you can do it for free, just use something like canva.com. That's one of the biggest mistakes I see. The second thing is the headshot. Oh my gosh, if you'd seen some of the headshots that I've seen, like sometimes I'll see two people in a headshot and I'm like, well, wait a minute, are you an identical twin? You know, this is one person's profile or it's a selfie that they took in their car. Yeah, And you're like 16 times more likely to get somebody to interact with you based on your headshot. And then the third thing, which is one of the biggest mistakes really, is people don't understand that underneath your name is what's called your headline. Well, if you don't put a headline there, what LinkedIn will default to is your job title. So if your job title is sales manager for XYZ company, nobody's going to find you unless they're specifically looking for you. But if your headline said, I work with X, providing X to X. So you're basically saying, this is what I do. This is who I do it for. And this is the result you get, right? And then in their about section, which is right down the next way, what I see is that people don't um, actually write it in first person. They don't put their contact information. And every word in there is I, I, I. But what they're not doing is they're not telling people, this is what I do. This is what others have you know, said about me. These are sample clients, sample industries. And here's how you contact me. And here's your call to action. So those are the biggest mistakes that I see. All right. So when you're writing the about section, are you saying, hey, it should be in the third person? So it's like a press release where you would say, hey, Bert Martinez is doing this, that, and the other thing. And, and you know, some of his clients- Exactly include, the opposite. It's the opposite. It's the opposite. It should be in first person. They call it about because right. it's about you. And, you know, what I love about this bird is one of the things that people don't add is they don't put anything about themselves personally. So what if you've run, you know, 10 marathons? What if you have some kind of a nonprofit that you, you know, spend a lot of time with? I have a client who's a land banker. And there's nothing sexy about selling land banking as a retirement strategy. You know, it's just an Antelope Valley. <laughs> but what's interesting about her is she's used the same strategy that she shares with her clients to actually start an orphanage in Vietnam. So wow. when you look at her profile, it talks about that and the fact that she's an Air Force vet. So in the about section, give people a little bit to relate to about you because right now we're virtual. Yes. And we can't look at somebody's office and say, oh, well, you're a Dodgers fan or you like golden retrievers or, you know, you ran that marathon because there's a picture. So in the about section, put something personal. One of the things that my profile says is I'm certified as a face reader. So people always go, what's face reading, right? And that's a whole other conversation. But basically I say to them, oh, you know, well, let me just tell you about your face, right? And I'll look at them and I'll say, you know, and I, all I'm doing is I'm seeing them the way they see themselves, right? And I'll say, oh my gosh, you blend into every place you go. And they go, how do you know that? I said, oh, I looked at your eyebrows or, you know, just all these different things. So put something in the about section 
that people will have a reason to continue the conversation and relate to you about. Yeah. <laughs> I know the next thing certified face reader. <laughs> <laughs> I've been studying uh, this for years. In fact, we're launching an online course. Another gentleman and I who does face reading, we're actually, can you imagine at first glance meeting somebody or looking at their LinkedIn profile and knowing how to approach them? I'd be interested. I mean, yeah, because, you know, if you knew how somebody took in information, right, and you knew they processed lightning fast or they were somebody that had to think about things or their mindset about money was, you know, show me the value or they make... So all of that just kind of ties in because it's all about the rapport. Sure. Well, and, and, and nothing has changed, even though there's tons of technology and we have all these resources or platforms available for us to uh, communicate with one another. We haven't changed that much. We still like to do business with people that we know, like, and trust. And, and that's just a big deal. And that's not going to change. That's, that's, it's so true. I mean, you know, we've been pushed into this virtual place, right, which is why we're on Zoom all the time. But the reality is that, you know, I can look at your background and I see the sign, right, stay humble, be kind, you know, when, my, when I'm not in the process of moving and my office is done, I have those signs all around me, I surround myself with positivity. So immediately I can develop rapport with you just because I see that, right? right. Um, normally you would see the books that I've published, you know, that are all around me. So it, it's not all that different. It's just that we have to pivot and adapt. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, you know, you talked about your story and you also talked about your husband's story. Any other success stories uh, that people that you've helped? Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's more that I can count, but um, I'll tell you a couple of them. So one of my clients is an event planner, Nicole. And it was kind of interesting. Nicole was referred to me. She was um, told about an engagement with a pharmaceutical company that was worth about $30,000. And her, they told her, they said, look, they don't care about your website. The only thing they're going to consider is what does your LinkedIn profile look like and how do you interview? And she was like, oh my God, you know, my LinkedIn profile does not reflect anything of what I've been doing for the last how many years, right? So I update her profile and she looks like the superstar she is. And she ended up getting that $30,000 gig because most of the other people that were being considered, you know, were in the LinkedIn witness protection program, right? Um, and one that just recently occurred, I've been working with a gentleman who's a commercial real estate broker in San Diego. Now, if you know anything about that market, there's about 2,000 commercial real estate brokers in San Diego, right? right. And, and he was already doing well. He was already in the top 10, but he had never touched LinkedIn. And um, somebody had said to him, you know, you might want to consider actually upgrading your profile on LinkedIn. So he wow. was referred to me. And I actually just got a testimonial from him where he told me he 7X'd his ROI and actually added an additional seven figures of income wow. just based on following the system that I told them. So that was really cool. I mean, the list just keeps going, but you know, it doesn't really matter if you follow the steps, you don't need any talent. Honestly, it's just follow the steps. It's a, it's a technique that works. Right. I've never had anybody that's failed that's followed the system. Well, it's like you said, it's not based on talent. It's based on the recipe and you know, sooner or later, you learn how to follow a recipe. You know, my girls right. who started, uh, one of my girls, I have twin girls. And, and so one of my twins started, 
you know, experimenting with cooking and baking at the age of like 13. And she's, you know, she knows how to follow recipes. She's really good now. They're, she's 19. So she is really good in the kitchen. And so it just, like you said, you got to apply it. You just got to follow it. And, and so when you uh, start posting stuff on LinkedIn, I want to talk about this because I think this is a thing that hangs people up. What should I be posting? Does it matter how often I post? Talk about the, the whole posting thing. So, so posting is an interesting thing because what post, if you think about a post, okay, what happens is a post is like a billboard. So how many times do you drive down the freeway and you never even notice the billboards that you're passing by unless that billboard you know, pertains to you? So right. the last time I paid attention to a billboard was before the pandemic, when I saw a sign that said Cher was playing in Las Vegas. Okay, <laughs> never would have known it. Came home, said to my husband, <clears throat> you know, we have our two anniversaries, right? <laughs> so the second one was, was with Elvis in Vegas. I said, hey, let's go see Cher for our anniversary. And, but for that billboard, I never would have known. Well, yeah. in posting, it's similar. So here's the rule. 80% of what you post should be just motivational and inspirational. <clears throat> but here's a caveat. Ask a question. Don't just post something, <clears throat> excuse me, put something that relates to you or to your audience. So you can, you know, post a cute picture. You can post um, a video. It doesn't really matter what you post, but don't be selling all the time. And I've had posts that have gone past 50,000 views, been wow. shared 130 times, and only because they're motivational and inspirational and they ask a question, right? And I never know, you know, which ones are going to hit. Um, the secret is do it every day. So I post every single day. And Sundays actually are the best days to post. You get a bigger boost on Sunday. Don't know why, but... I'll, I'll... Um, I wonder if that's maybe because there's less traffic, right? It's, it's, it's a calmer day and there's not as many people on LinkedIn and there's not as many posts going out. So you have a better chance of being seen, something like that maybe? Could be. And so the other thing about the posts, if you really want to be able to post effectively, so there's four different ways to post. You can do just a static post with words. You can do a video. You can put in an image, right? You can post and link to an article. Um, and then there's another cool way to post, which is kudos. And kudos are just a way to acknowledge somebody. So oh, you can, and what's kind of cool about it is it brings attention to the person that you're giving the kudos to. So somebody's probably going to go look at their profiles. But here's the secret sauce. And this is what most people don't realize. When somebody likes or comments on your post, always comment back. So you're actually saying, you know, thanks so much or respond to it or whatever. And then what happens is the algorithm kind of picks up, right? And that's a really cool thing. Now, imagine you took it one step further, okay? And you like to post that I put up for it, but I didn't know you, okay? I could actually send you a message and say, hey, Bert, thanks so much for your comment or your like on my post. Curious, what's been up for you? Love to catch up. So now I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just saying, hey, I noticed that you saw my post. Love to find out more. And that's one of the coolest things about it is because it gives you a reason to interact with somebody in a non-salesy way. Make sense? Yes. Yes. And, and I want to just, you know, kind of stress this out or emphasize the non-salesy way. I think that, you know, LinkedIn, like any other networking meeting, people 
people would love to sell their stuff. I mean, that's what we all want to do. I want people to buy my stuff. But when you ever go to a network meeting, a networking meeting, you know, nobody's there to buy. They're, They're there to build relationships, maybe have a few drinks, maybe relax at the end of the day. It's it's not you know, it's not a flea market where people are there to buy. It's just a different environment. And I think a lot of people miss that. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I always say that LinkedIn is a platform for serving, not selling. Mm. And, you know, people are there to find people for sure, right? But the magic is first about the relationships and what the trend that I'm starting to see, which is actually, I think, a large part of COVID because people can't go out and see people and make calls is that their first point of contact in the invitation is, hi, this is what I do. This is where you go to get our stuff. And it's like, excuse me, I don't know you and you're already inviting me home to meet your kids and you know, see my financial stuff. It's, it's like, let's get to know each other first before you vomit on me everything <laughs> you're selling. And, and that's one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they send out connection requests. You know, it's, I don't even know you, but I wanna sell to you. Yeah. And, by the way, you could read my profile because, you know, they look at it and they don't even, you can tell they've never even seen what I've written. Yeah. That's interesting. So let me ask you this, because there are a lot of automated tools out there that will help you, you know, make connections, post and all sorts of different things. What's your take on these automated tools? Well, so the first thing is LinkedIn prevents you from using them. Okay. LinkedIn actually violates their terms and conditions. So if you're going to use them, be very careful. Um, And if you are going to use them, make sure you don't use a Chrome extension. The Chrome extensions are the first ones that LinkedIn detects. Um, You know, I think that it's, it's, there's a lot of people that are using them and there's no shortage of them, believe me. But if you're going to use them, use them with caution. In other words, limit the number of requests that you send out and don't make the messaging robotic. Make it as if it comes from your own voice, because if it doesn't, it's going to be dismissed. You have to be, you have to personalize it no matter what and be careful. Sure, sure. So I think that's a great point because uh, you're right. I think that LinkedIn, Facebook went through the same thing where there, there used to be where you could uh, automate link uh, posting on Facebook and stuff like that. And I, I think LinkedIn was able to crush all of those uh, that, you know, there's, Back to the algorithm. The algorithm figures out, man, this post, this person is posting every couple of minutes. It doesn't look like a human's doing it, and it sets up that alarm, and then they and then uh, they put you in LinkedIn jail, which is yeah. not a fun place to be. Trust me, getting out of LinkedIn jail is very hard to do. So you don't want that to happen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so all, then my last question on posting, you know, LinkedIn, like a lot of these. Uh, again, Facebook does the same thing, but a, a lot of these platforms will say, hey, uh, today is Rhonda's birthday or congratulations to Rhonda because she hit her work anniversary. Do you use this as an opportunity to, do you, or do you just bypass this? No, actually, I love doing birthdays. Um, and the one thing that I would say is make sure that your birthday message is original. So mine's kind of cute. It's like it's almost like I'm singing and cool story about this, actually. I uh, had sent a birthday message out to one of my past clients from several years ago. And um, he was so touched by the birthday message that he actually uh, sent me a message saying, hey, thanks so much, how are things going? So I popped over to his profile and I looked at it and I said, 
oh my God, what did he do to the profile I did for him? <laughs> he had changed jobs and he kind of took a mishmash of what I had done. But beyond that, he still had his old email and his old phone number on it. So I called him and he said, oh my God, you send me a birthday message and now you're calling me? And I said, well, I'm actually calling you because I didn't know if you looked at your profile, you still have your old email and, and your old um, phone number on there. And he goes, and I said, I just happen to have your cell phone in my phone because I have that for all my clients. And he said, oh my God, you know, I didn't leave on the best of terms. Thank you so much. <laughs> and at the end of it, he said, you know, I should just hire you to come in and do a, do a new profile for me and my team. So that happy birthday message was five figures for me and, you know, an awakening for him. So more often than not, people want to hear from you, but it needs to be personalized. And the same thing for the work messages, although I will say that sometimes people just add something to their profile so they really haven't changed. So use it as an opportunity to, instead of congratulating them on what happened, just to reconnect and say, hey, I noticed there's been some changes, love to know what's going on, and invite them with your calendar link to set up an appointment. Yeah, uh, you know, one of the things that I like about that story is the, uh, the example of serving that person. You, you didn't intend to try to sell them anything. Uh, you already had a relationship. You could have just let it go. This guy's, you know, obviously not following my system. He's got all this stuff going on that's probably not good. But you took the time to call him and say, hey, are you aware of this and that? And you serve that client or just serve that person. And because of that, you, you know, you accidentally or what do you call it? You were rewarded with a sale that you weren't expecting. I think that's a great example of servicing those people that you connect with without being salesy. Yeah, and I consider everybody that's in my network part of my family, you know, and my, I practice something called 10 before 10. And what that is, is touching 10 people before 10 a.m. So it's just reaching out to say, hey, what's been going on with you? How are you? Or here's a great resource that I found. So whether it's, you know, I found a way for you to get Zoom at a discounted price, or I found this great new app, or there's an event that's coming up something that you can share and then it just leads into conversation but if you touch 10 people before 10 a.m your calendar will always be full and you'll never be perceived as selling because you're always coming from a place of service yeah i love that that I, that's a great uh, what do you call it uh, what do you call it a great little act not acronym but practice. Uh, what's that well, it's, a, it's a practice 10 practice. before 10 is actually a practice right yeah yeah but it's a great way to remember that 10 before 10 i think that's fantastic uh, all right. I want to talk about um, uh, what can people do uh, to have a better chance of getting found to get out of the witness of the LinkedIn witness protection program. So, so part of that is keywords. Okay. If you know exactly what you do, make sure that you have those keywords. I have a real and real estate agents typically will not get found, you know, for their next listing. But I had a client in Houston and her uh, LinkedIn profile had said, Houston real estate agent helping buyers, relocation. She had it all over. Those were the key words, right? right. Great banner, great photo. And she calls me one day. She goes, Randy, you're not going to believe this. I go, what? She said, I had a CEO that found me on LinkedIn. He said he was moving to Houston and wanted to know if I could help him buy a home. So, you know, using the keywords and having an optimized profile really gets you out of that LinkedIn protection, you know, the witness protection program. 
Um, the other thing which a lot of people don't use is that section called featured. And that's where you can put case studies, you can put videos. So if you look on my profile, um, the first thing that I just recently added, I had a woman who uh, is the number two in a very, very large network marketing company. And she knew that there's a lot of nutritional network marketing companies that are not you know, staying in business right now. So she was looking for other people that were you know, exiting their companies and looking for a leader in a company that in network marketing. So I revamped her profile. We had not even gotten into the entire system. And it was about two days later. And she said, what did you do? I said, what are you talking about? She said, I had somebody reach out to me that found me on LinkedIn and they were so impressed. They're now signing up to be one of my brand leaders. So again, you know, do you get found? Yeah. But more often than not, it's you going out, making the connections and nurturing those connections and posting. But if your profile also has recommendations, which are key, and the rich text media. So when I talk about rich text media, just like I talked about Sophia, you can actually look on my profile in the feature section and you'll see a lot of video. So Sophia actually did a video talking about the results she got. I have another video right next to it of Kirk, who's a mortgage guy who says, you know, I generated an additional $50,000 over and above what I normally would have done simply by following Rhonda's system. So what your profile needs to have to get you noticed and get you found is they give you 13 places to put rich text media. That's videos, that's um, audios, that's PDFs. Use it and use it in a way to put third-party proof of what you do, because nobody cares what you say. They only care what other people say. Yeah, I like that, absolutely. What, there's an old adage that people believe like about five or 10% of what you say, but they believe like 90% of what other people right. say. And I, I can't remember if it was Harvard or you know, one of these Ivy League schools that they did some research and they found even when it's a paid spokesperson, the results are the same. And yeah. I thought that was kind of weird. Uh, but anyway, since you mentioned your profile a couple of times, I thought we'd bring it up and, and kind of that way people can see what you're talking about. So here's the banner that you're talking about. So somebody goes to your and they can immediately see uh, your connection consultant, LinkedIn profile writing, LinkedIn training, keynote speaking, managed LinkedIn services, on-site webinar training. So it, it basically, this is what you're talking about. Here's that very, what do you call it, uh, high profile real estate that most of us don't use very well. Right. And the other thing you'll notice is I use a Google phone number. So that 760 is a Google phone number. I do not put my private cell number. Gotcha. And Smart. it gives me the option to choose whether I want to pick up that call or not. So if somebody says, you know, because it announces with Google who it is, right, and why they're calling, I'll pick up. Otherwise, I'll just let it go to voicemail and I'll call them back, you know, if I'm available. But you can see also when you go to mobile, it's clean. That's the other thing because the that banner yeah. needs to look just as good on mobile as it does on a desktop. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense because more and more everything is mobile. If it's not mobile friendly, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be found or it's not going to work as well because exactly. yeah, everything now is mobile. And so as I go down here, you were talking, Oh, so here's the rich, here's the featured section here's that you were talking section. about. Right. So there's the testimonial from the gal I was just telling you about Sophia, who is with the network marketing company. 
And right next to her is Kirk. And that's where he's actually showing you the checks of the extra 50,000 that he made. And then right next to that is a little mini sizzle reel that actually has uh, tons of testimonials on it. And, you know, it just kind of keeps going. And then that's a podcast that I was on. Um, and those are just in the next one are just some PowerPoint testimonials. So, you know, that's great real estate to be able to focus. Now, if you're in a business where case studies are what people are looking for, like my um, client that does commercial real estate, he's got three case studies there. Yeah, so. that's impressive too. Especially, you know, it's, it's one thing to have one case study. It's another one to have, you know, two or three or four. And then of course, here's one that's saying, hey, I made an extra 50,000 bucks or, hey, you know, you know, I found this, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, great individual on for oh, network marketing. Ambassador. Yeah, brand ambassador found me. That's Yeah, brand that's ambassador, really cool. that's it. Yeah. yeah, so that's amazing. Um, and then here's the experience. Oh, uh, where would I find the about section? Well, the about section is right, go up a little bit. Uh, okay, now go down, sorry. That's all right. Right after the featured section. Okay, so there it says about. So oh, there it is, okay. What's most important about the about section is your first three, your first two or three lines. And the reason is after you look, when you're first looking at a profile, the first two or three lines are what gives somebody the ability to say, click, see more. And right. then once they click and see more, then they're gonna see everything else. So that tells people what I do. And again, those are my keywords. I literally show you how to book two to 10 appointments a week, right? Yep. Then there's my background. So, you know, it basically just says, look, you know, yes, I do LinkedIn, but I'm also trained as trained the trainer in NLP. I'm a certified face reader. I'm certified in DISC. I've done blah, blah, blah. So again, you know, you need to know who I am before you're going to consider talking to me. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Especially especially in a, in a, you know, what do you call it? In a competitive environment. I mean, look, you mentioned real estate. There are, there are other people who do the, you know, supposed LinkedIn optimization profile thingy. Uh, so everybody's got competition. And the question always is, why should I choose this person versus this other person? And a testimonial can be a, a difference maker. The headline, what you do, I like your, your headline was, or I call it a headline, but in your about section, the first two sentences says an enormous amount of information about what you do. And then somebody can go a little bit deeper and say, wow, she's been doing this for 10 plus years. That's incredible. Yeah. And the other thing you want to look at is the recommendations. And that's something that people ignore. You know, when somebody tells you, oh my God, you did a great job. This was an amazing interview, You're, you know, whatever it is. Say, you know what, and these are my favorite four words, and I teach these to everybody. I need your help. I would love if you could write a recommendation for me on LinkedIn. And, you know, I'll send you the link. I have over 110 recommendations, and most of them are current. That's what makes me different, I think, than a lot of other people, is that I don't just teach people to do it. I do it for myself. Yes. You know, and that's huge. And you have to give recommendations as well. So it's not just, you know, you know, getting them from people, but it's also giving them. Um, and I think that's just comes back to serving. You know, when somebody does something really great, the greatest gift you can give somebody is a written recommendation. And the reason is when you see that recommendation, it's going to pop up as the most current one. Guess what someone's going to do? They're going to pop over to your profile and look at you. Yes. Because unlike a recommendation or a testimonial on a website, which says, oh, Mary S., you actually can go look at the person that wrote it. 
right? And find their contact information and call them if you wanted to. Right, right. And to me, this is a great tool that a lot of people don't take, uh, what do you call it, don't utilize completely because if you're going to hire somebody on LinkedIn and they have three, four, five recommendations, I think you're being lazy or at least neglectful not to check on those references to make sure that they're real because uh, nowadays things can be faked. And, you know, I hear it all the time. I talk to people all the time where they hired somebody and they got completely burned and they didn't check any references, which I'm thinking, you know, it's one thing if you're risking a hundred bucks, who cares? Right. But when you're risking a thousand bucks or 5,000 bucks or 10,000 bucks, and you're not willing to do a little bit of digging, it's kind of on you. Absolutely. And I think that's huge. You know, and a lot of times what you'll see is that people have recommendations and they're very old. So yes. you also want to look at the date that somebody put a recommendation. I mean, that's also huge <clears throat> because what somebody else says about you is a thousand times more powerful than what you say. Yeah. And that's, a, you know, the question that you asked, I think is a great one because I ask this to people all the time. I, you know, I actually wrote a post one time about how I invest about 20% of my gross income into coaches and mentors. Okay. Mm. And, and the reason that I do that is because I see my business growing as a result of the people that I'm investing in. But the question I always ask them is, you know, can you show me some examples of people that you've worked with, right? Um, is there anybody that I can call? And, and how much of your income do you invest in coaches and mentors? You know, those are the critical questions that you want to ask before you're going to start shelling out a thousand, two thousand, ten thousand, whatever it happens to be. Um, because if you don't do that, then it's kind of like playing the stock market without knowing what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's jump into this. I want to talk about uh, connection requests and, and and walk us through this. Uh, you know, as far as going about making a connection request, who to connect with, you, you touched a little bit about making it personal, uh, you know, give us a little bit deeper insights on that. So when, you know, there's probably, I think, I, I think the number is now um, over 50% of people are using mobile. Okay. So when you're using a mobile device and you're making a connection, you have to actually click the three dots in order to personalize the connection request. So what most people do is they just hit connect. The secret is actually personalizing it. It's, hey, I noticed that we share some common connections. We both went to the same school. We both are in the same industry, whatever it happens to be. But always personalize the connection request. And then when somebody accepts it, then you want to actually send them, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> then you want to actually send them a thank you message. And the reason that you want to do that is because otherwise the conversation goes dead, right? You know, you want to tell them a little bit something about you but by the same token, you also want to ask them about them because maybe there's an opportunity for you to refer them business or maybe they're looking for somebody that, that does what you do. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what I recommend is send the connection request, always personalize it and then send a thank you message, but have a call to action. You know, and if they ignore the call to action and the thank you message, then maybe a week or two later, just say, hey, not sure if you saw my message, love to just catch up. Because a good number of people are just super busy and they might not see that message. Now, the other thing that's really cool is when somebody accepts your connection request, LinkedIn has a way that you can send a message 
using audio. Have you ever tried that? No, I did not even know this existed. So it's only on your mobile, but it's the coolest thing. You just literally go to that person's profile, click message, and then on an iPhone, I think it's the same on the Android, you just send um, an audio message. So it might be like, hey, Bert, thank you so much for accepting my connection request. Um, you know, you mentioned something about XYZ. Love to know more. Um, I'm putting a link below to my calendar. If you're up for it, let's jump on a call. I promise it'll be in the no sale zone. Love, talk soon. You know what? All you have to do is just figure out how to click the return message using the audio. It takes you not even, what, five seconds? And people love that. You know, they, and you can even do a video. You can send them a video message. Wow. Which is so cool. So, you know, the, the connections are starting the relationships. And my rule of thumb is, you know, because this is the other question that comes up. Well, who do I accept? I get connection requests all the time. Number one, no picture, no accept. You know, if you don't have a picture, I'm not accepting you because I don't know if you're real. Um, the second thing is make sure it's in a language you can read. You can't believe how many I get that are in languages that I don't speak. Um, and then third, you know, look at their profile. And if it looks like there's some area of commonality, then you might want to accept. And if not, you know, if you have those 500 already, just click ignore. I don't like the I don't know you. And the reason is because if you get five people that click I don't know you, LinkedIn puts you in jail, which means you have to have an email address in order to make the connection. Yeah, and, and I really dislike this about all the platforms. In one sense, they say, hey, you get to connect with people, blah, 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 but only people you know, which is like, well, that's really kind of dumb. Right. And so I really dislike the fact that somebody could penalize you. I don't know who this guy or this girl is. And so, boom, you could get in trouble over. It. I just think that's ridiculous. If they're being pesky, that's different. I mean, I think you should be able to report somebody. But if you don't know them, I don't care about that. I want to meet people I don't know. So I want to talk about something that is all over LinkedIn. And to me, is kind of dumb. And I want to get your opinion on it, which is you've seen the, you know, LinkedIn open networker type thing, which is it's, the acronym is LION. And I thought, well, that is kind of dumb because I don't want to have 200,000 connections with people like you, like you said, that have, that I have no way of serving or helping or even making an intelligent connection. And I just think that this, you know, LION thing, this LinkedIn open network thing is, is just an ego thing to be able to say, look at all the connections I have. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. And, you know, you want to build your network strategically. What you'll find is that the lines, and first of all, you can only have 30,000 connections. After that, people have to follow you. But, you know, if you have 30,000 connections that aren't people that are, you know, relative to you and your network, what's the point? Right. right. It's not about quantity. It's about quality. And, you know, I get that you have to start somewhere. But if you're going to start somewhere, start with the people that you know. They don't have to be business connections. They could be people that you went to school with. They could be people that you've worked with at past jobs, you know, friends. Um, everybody that you meet, just say to them, hey, are you on LinkedIn? Um, you know, I have an amazing network of people. I'd love to connect with you. So, yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of Lions either. That's not... But it's been around for a long time. You got to remember, Microsoft bought LinkedIn in 2015, yes. 26 point something billion. And it's evolving and it's changing all the time. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, at first I was a little apprehensive because 
no offense, Microsoft, they're, you know, they, they don't to me, I mean, they, they don't to me have a, a great record of making things better. Sometimes they, they, they have, uh, I think, a bigger record for making things worse, but I think they're really working on LinkedIn. It, it has, in, I think, improved in a lot of ways, and they need to put the same effort on Skype. <laughs> All right, so I, I want to ask you this. Final question would be uh, the paid version versus the free version, because, I, look, for instance, looking at your profile, the first thing I notice is that you have the paid version, and so talk about this. So there's a few different versions of the paid version. You know, when LinkedIn got purchased by Microsoft, the games changed. It really sort of became a pay to play because you're going to run up against a certain number of searches when you're in the free version. And it's going to say, okay, you've hit your limit. Um, the first thing that when you see a gold button that tells you that somebody has either premium or a sales navigator or recruiter. Um, so what it says is they're pretty serious about LinkedIn. But what I really love is using um, Sales Navigator. And the reason is because of the features. Now, one of the things that most people don't realize is where a lot of the value comes in is knowing who's looked at your profile. Now, people will look at your profile but maybe not connect with you. Or maybe you have first level connections that are following your posts and then all of a sudden they pop over and they look at your profile, but you, don't, you would have no way of knowing that. So either with premium or Navigator, you can see who looked at your profile. The other thing with Navigator is you can create your searches, you can save them. And as new people come into LinkedIn or fit the criteria, LinkedIn will give you that list of searches. So Sales Navigator is an amazing tool. And one of the ways that I recommend my clients use it is when you're searching your own database, so let's say you have 500 or 1,000 connections and they're like the first cousins that you've never really had a conversation with, you can actually go in and using Sales Navigator, you get 12 additional features. So you can now say, okay, I want to look at my connections that live in San Diego, that have the title CEO, that, you know, whatever it is. And you can actually segregate that out and Navigator will tell you, how many of them have posted in the last 30 days, you know, all of these different things. So, you know, the ROI is clearly there if you are looking to grow your business and you want to know who's looked at you and you want to be able to continue to expand and reconnect with your current level of connections on a deeper level than what the free version gives. Yeah, I like that. And I'm assuming, and, you, and correct me if I'm wrong, if, if I can see who looked at my profile and maybe it makes sense for me to connect with them, that would fall under my uh, 10 things before 10 a.m., right? I can, yeah. I can reach out and say, hey, Rhonda, I noticed that you, you, you checked out my profile or, you know, whatever, how do, I don't know what the right verbiage, but I noticed that you looked at my profile and it seems like you and I went to the same school. Let, let's, you know, let's connect or something like that, correct? Well, you wouldn't do it, you could do it in writing that way. If you're going to do an audio one, what the coolest thing to do is to say, hey, Bert, notice that you viewed my profile. We connected back in 2011 and never had a conversation. Um, love to catch up and know what caught your eye. See if, you know, and I have some great resources I'd love to share with you. Um, I put a link to my calendar below. Let's catch up. Yeah. And you would, and I can't tell you how many times for my clients and for myself, just by doing that one simple strategy, how many appointments have gotten booked that have led to thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of business, not with the intention of looking for that as a byproduct. 
Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right. So if somebody wants to connect with you, if they have questions, uh, they want maybe some help with their profile, they can reach you at yourconnectionconsultant.com, yourconnectionconsultant.com. No, actually, the best way to just do it is my name, rondashur.com. Um, and they can send an email to simple LinkedIn diva at gmail.com. I just made that really, somebody once called me the LinkedIn diva and it stuck. So it's LinkedIn diva at gmail.com. And if they go to Rhonda sure that website's being upgraded, but they can get a copy of my LinkedIn planner. Um, and they can also reach out to me and I'm happy to give them a complimentary consultation, um, a LinkedIn profile audit, just send an email to LinkedIn diva at gmail. Say you heard me here and Happy to give you a free 30 minutes and let's, you know, get you out of the LinkedIn witness protection program and do a free audit. I love it. I love it. Uh, this has been a great, uh, what do you call it? Uh, great episode. And, and I've learned a lot. I did not know about the, the possibility of sending an audio or a video. So that is going to be a, a big help because, you know, who has time to read? Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, okay. my favorite thing is I always say, if you're not LinkedIn, you might be left out, right? Yeah, I love it. If you're not LinkedIn, you're, you're possibly going to be left out. I love it. Rhonda, thank you so much for stopping by. I'm going to put your information in the notes below and people can connect with you. And again, thank you so much. The information was awesome. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.